Hey, Bobby. Yeah? We rode King Taka. And we rode Drop of Doom, didn't we? Um, one of us did. We totally did. You're right. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Matt and Bobby Went to a Theme Park podcast. And just thank you, everyone, for joining in. Today, I am joined by, I think on one of the first episodes, I called you the CEO of Drop Towers. And I think that's appropriate again today. I'm joined by the CEO of Drop Towers, Mr. Bobby Healy. Well, I mean, you called me good boy extraordinaire, I think, last week or something. And now you're calling me the drop... What was it? The The CEO of Drop Towers. Yeah, the CEO of watching them from the floor. That's (laughs) that's all you get from me. Uh, But I'm doing good, thank you. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Good. (laughs) There's nothing else about it. I'm like... I feel like the SpongeBob meme where I think it's Squidward's looking out the window and Patrick and SpongeBob are lollygagging out in the, the front yard. I feel like that with... Some of the things have been opening up over over in Europe. Anything yeah. exciting in the theme park world over there? Europe seems to be getting its flowers at the minute. We're getting some, a lot of intimate love, it feels like. But we recently, well, I say recently, very recently, this, as recent as this weekend, headed over to France to a park yeah. just outside Paris, Park Asterix, where they opened up a brand new roller coaster to Tatis, I want to say. Do you know what? I've, I've recorded a vlog and I've got the pronunciation so bad that i'm gonna get like a three <laughs> voice to just say the word over the top i i've read the park name i've read the name of the coaster i wasn't even gonna try i was gonna uh, leave that up to you you're on on that one i just kept asking everyone all day i was like yeah two was it two tartis two tar- yes two tar- two yeah but see i still can't even say it it looked phenomenal like basically you guys kind of more or less got your own Velocicoaster over on that side of the world. Well, you, you have another Velocicoaster opening up. Not Well, who knows when, but yeah. you guys are getting all of it right now. We're getting batman Coaster over in Madrid. Um, still no opening date, but I think it will be soon. Um, but yeah, I've never experienced a like backwards airtime before because it's kind of got that, you know, you've rid- have you ridden Pantheon? I can't yeah, we did yeah. Pantheon. Yeah, so very similar. Um but yeah, going up the top hat and coming back and launching very aggressively backwards over an airtime hill. Wild, wild. I think when we first rode it, it was we were front row and it was kind of that early start in the day. And I came off of it and I was like, yeah, fantastic coaster. But I'm not I'm not 100% sure how I feel in terms of like, is it one of my favourites anywhere? And then in the afternoon, I was like, oh, yeah, OK, <laughs> OK. Especially towards the back, yeah. Fantastic coaster. And a really nice park. First time I visited that park. Um, some beautiful rides there. I was watching Sean's vlog over on Parksville. It was incredible. I can't... I don't even know what to say about it. Pretty much Disney quality theming and like Cedar Point quality attractions. I know they don't have a ton of major coasters there. But like the the quality of what they do have looks absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's variety, I would say, is the word. There's lots of different types of coasters. There's so many. Like, we didn't even, it was a very busy weekend, as expected. It was a holiday weekend and a new ride opening. So, we didn't really scratch the surface of that place. Like, I really would love to go back. So, like, flat rides, water rides, lots of variety of coasters, great theming. Um, Europe's got some some gems. It really has. I'm sitting here shaking my head in, in shame listening to that. Like, yeah. You're right, it does. I I would love to try it out someday. Love to. We say this every week. 
<laughs> we would love to have you, Matt. We would love to have you over here. Yeah, the weekly feature of, huh, maybe someday. But of course, we're here to talk about a different roller coaster today. Maybe someday we'll move on to some European coasters. I would love to get into those conversations and maybe get some guests on for those. Or yeah. just maybe have some of my own experiences to share someday. But anyway, <laughs> today we are here to talk about King Ka at Six Flags Great Adventure. 128, 3.5, 4.56, 0. 128.3.5. Memorize these answers because once you ride King Ka, the tallest, fastest roller coaster on earth, who knows what you'll remember. How fast did it go? 128 miles per hour. How many seconds to get to full speed? 3.5. How many feet in the air did you fly? 456. How many coasters in the world are like it? Zero. Come out and experience a whole new great adventure. Six Flags Great Adventure just... Real quickly, I know we've discussed this in a previous episode about probably top 10 coaster, in my opinion, in the world, Skull Mountain. Oh. Um, <laughs> For a second, I was like, um, Jersey Devil, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. But Six Flags Great Adventure. So just a little bit of background. This park opened in 1974. It was an independent park at first. It was built by an entrepreneur. His name was Warner Leroy. In 1977, Six Flags acquired the park. So this is the first park that Six Flags acquired in the the chain's history. So this was the fourth Six Flags park. I know we may have talked about this park a little bit in the past. I can't remember what I said about it. (laughs) But to me, it had nice classic sections. It was really spread out, like just really nice viewing areas. Like there was a pond and some really old school buildings that they had, like the ice cream parlor, parlor kind of building that they had. I don't know, just it was for a Six Flags park, it kind of exceeded my expectations. Six Flags is really infamous for having like these hot asphalt blacktop pathways. Yeah, it's got trees, hasn't it? Yeah. It's got quite a few trees. It it didn't seem super cheap everywhere. It wasn't ugly. It it was pretty nice. What were your thoughts on the park as a whole? You're pretty much spot on there. I think it was quite nice, actually. You know, it's still got some parts to it that are quite Six Flags flags ish or esque not ish but i str- I'm, I'm gonna be honest i struggled this day this was our last park of the trip and i say this every single time but it was hot <laughs> and i know what people are thinking <laughs> oh bobby stop going on out of the heat but it's like i'm i'm, I'm ginger i'm a fair skinned person get off my back okay I'd, I'd done like two weeks of very very hot temperatures and i think i just hit a wall about halfway through this day um, so I remember actually going and chilling out and I think it's over trying to get my memory right, but over by the Joker, there, there is that kind of bench trees by the lake area. That's very nicely shaded. Yes. Um, and I sat there for like a good hour or so, just kind of just chilling. And I was like, this is nice. Actually, this is really yeah. nice. It's like being at a park. Like as far as what I know about the park, when it first opened, it was, it was very much like a more of a scenic kind of family park with some rides and stuff like that. Like, so those kind of traces of how the park was designed and built kind of still linger here and there. And that lake that you're talking about is definitely one of those areas. Yeah. And the, the area around um, El Toro is lovely as well. Cause I think that's got another big kind of lakey pond. Maybe my mate, my mind's gone blank, but I'm sure it did. And it was Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. On very- the like, other side of it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they had a big fountain. As I was walking by, it was very hot. There wasn't much shade around there. But as I was walking round, I think I had done Medusa, and I was making my way round. And 
the fountain was going and the sun was shining and there was just this big rainbow going across. And I was like, yeah, this this is nice. Sometimes Six Flags gets deserved heat, but this is very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love those kinds of moments at the park. I And this is com- going completely off track. But I remember a few years ago going to Animal Kingdom and... I was having an amazing day. I I love that park. I It was the first time I've gone to the park in over a decade. I had a long stretch where I didn't go to Animal Kingdom. And it was, I was just astounded by how beautiful it was. Like the whole park is like a giant piece of art. And then I'm walking in the best mood I could possibly be in. And then these parrots and all these tropical birds go flying overhead. I didn't realize there was a show going on over by the Tree of Life. And they fly right over you on the pathway. And I was like, this is beautiful. It's just like one of those moments that everything just hits you right at once. Yeah. It all comes together in that little rainbow in the fountain. Yeah. It's like those little moments where you're like, I'm glad I have this hobby. It's an expensive <laughs> yeah. hobby, but I'm glad <laughs> I have this hobby. This was one expensive rainbow, but it's a cool rainbow. <laughs> yeah. But I will, I'll back you up on the, it was hot thing. We went about a month apart, but I still went during a heat wave and it was I sorry, I don't know what this is in Celsius, but it was just about a hundred degrees that day. If it could have hit a hundred, I'm pretty sure it probably did. Yeah, it I was, think ours did definitely. Oh, and and when there are paved areas, that suddenly yes. feels even hotter. Um, and yeah, I just think right at the end of the trip, it was like, okay, nah, I think I've done the heat thing now. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. So as you go into the park. Um, we're talking about how beautiful and nice it is, it, all things considered. If you, if you <laughs> I feel like a dad, I'm about to say, if you hang a left when you get into the <laughs> into the park, there's this area called the Golden Kingdom. And this was built close to 20 years ago, um, back when Six Flags was just spending all this money into their parks. And then they eventually went bankrupt and they realized they can't afford to do what they were trying to do. Um, they have this giant jungle adventure theme area, like an ancient India kind of area called the Golden Kingdom. And that's where King Dakka, our coaster of topic is. And to me, this, this area had like, it was kind of like Animal Kingdom-esque. It had like really cool architecture and figures and buildings. Um, and in between this land and the land where El Toro is, there was like an adventure pathway and there were live animals out at least on the day that we were there. I don't know about you. It was a really nice touch. I, I really liked the theming and everything in this area. Yeah. It's certainly, as you say, when you hang a left, um, it certainly is, it kind of, from what I can remember, it kind of builds it quite slowly because you can obviously see this absolutely monstrous <laughs> roller coaster <laughs> in the background. But I, I seem to remember it was like this build up of anticipation where the theming kind of got, what's the word I want to say, thicker. Yeah, yeah. You know, you walked around this corner and there was it, there was a lot of foliage and it just got thicker and thicker and then the theme just kind of built as you got closer to what is a stupidly high roller coaster sitting. <laughs> to your point there, I was looking at Google Earth, the overhead of, of this area, and I was scrolling through the different years back to kind of when it first opened and uh, the in-between points. The trees and the plants and everything have grown in so much like it's like a thick forest over there like a thick jungle yeah and that's good in a way because obviously the theme of the coaster especially but like we were saying it's six flags they 
it could have genuinely just have been the coaster and a, and a load of um, pathway and nothing else. It it looks nice. It's sometimes trees are a good level to theming. They are <laughs> like really? when you build a you know a jungle kind of theme. Trees are the best way to theme it, in my opinion. You don't need to go all out. With, I know there are some kind of ruins and there's there's like this marketplace, isn't there, with the sh- which is the shop. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just plant trees. Great idea. Any theme park, any land, any theming, please. More trees. More. Yeah. Always I more. I don't know if you've seen, um, but this is going off track slightly, but I think Disneyland Studios Park in Paris has just been like, yeah, in the studios part. Oh, we're going to stick a load of trees in it. It's like, yes, trees work. Shade, <laughs> look nice. Oxygen. <laughs> oxygen. Uh, there is not a whole lot of oxygen once you get to the top of the coaster we're talking about today. So Ooh. King de Ka was built in 2005 by a roller coaster manufacturer named Intamin. This is a hydraulic launch coaster that is 456 feet tall. That is the tallest coaster in the world. Um, And it is 128 miles per hour. It's rumored to actually launch at about 10 miles per hour slower than that. So, But 128 miles per hour is the advertised launch speed. Mm -hmm. And it is, upon opening, it was the tallest, fastest coaster. Kind of like we were talking about with a Magnum XL200. When that opened, it was the tallest, fastest. But since then, in 2010, Formula Rosa, which I don't know if you've heard of that one. Uh, as a matter of fa- fact, I have, because I don't know if you know, but I have actually ridden the fastest and the tallest roller coasters in the world. Oh my goodness. I, I had know. no idea. I know. <laughs> Hold on a second. If you rode that ride, did you put out a vlog about that ride too? Um, yes. Um, and you can find it on my YouTube channel, um, The Bobby Healy. Um, shameless plug number two. Oh wow, that's that's yeah. incredible. That's Give it a watch. thank you for that. <laughs> that's a great vlog, everyone. Check it out. Thank anyway, you. Formula Rosa became in 2010 became the fastest coaster. It, that one launches at 149 miles per hour. But anyway, so this was the most recent coaster to open as the tallest and fastest. And maybe there will be one in the future. Six Flags. We'll see. Well, I think the stats kind of speak for themselves. It's- actually should be i think illegal to have a 456 <laughs> foot tall coaster that goes 128 miles per hour but um, we'll discuss the ride experience but on paper that's that's it just makes me i don't know what the word is it just makes me feel a little bit sick thinking about staring at, at that 456 foot tall track but yeah it is pretty intimidating oh, um yes but it's kind of cool like as you're walking up the pathway entering this land and getting deeper into the land, it's almost as if everything is constructed and angled in a way so that you you see the giant 456 foot tall top hat at the end of the pathway at wherever you look. It's it's just right there, like perfectly framed where you're walking. It's awesome. And it's like, if you are nervous about this ride, Six Flags doesn't care. Because as you say, it'll just be like, I know they can't hide a coaster that tall, but it's like that, like I said just a minute ago, that pathway just winding its way as you are just staring at the top of that ride. For me, I know I've said I was nervous on a few of the coasters, especially like Fury climbing 300 odd feet. But this one, even though it's at the, it was the last park of the trip, I'd ridden some big coasters. This was by far the most nervous I had ever been, I think, on any oh coaster goodness. ever. Did Formula Rosa top that at all, or was it just... I wasn't nervous for 
for roast at all because it, it was not so much the launches that get me it's the, it's the upwards and yeah. um you can't get much more upwards than king the car <laughs> so yeah it's it's like like you say it's it's impressive the way it leads up to it but not good if you're a little bit nervous so real quick onwards to the queue area um i guess just get some quick thoughts there's not too much going on with the queue but it it does have that jungly kind of vibe it's not like they stuck you on a on a parking lot and put a bunch of metal switchbacks out there it's kind of jungly you got all the the plants and everything around you and if if i'm not mistaken they have some like like wooden switchback kind of things not not wooden but jungly kind of stuff anyway um it kind of gets you in that adventure state of mind and everything and you're you're about to take on king de it's it's very exotic i don't know yeah um i think there are some metal switchbacks in there but it is surrounded by wooden fence i think and uh, yeah there's some theme lights in the queue that's something and the ride entrance is quite cool right it's like you said it could have just been a poster with king de car yeah. on it and some foliage so i can't i can't there wasn't really a queue so we walked straight into the station so i'm not sure if it's a sun trap but it feels like it could be relatively shaded by the by the foliage as well. Um, I remember, <laughs> I do remember when we walked past and I think there was one or two signs where it's like, King the car may roll back. This is perfectly safe. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think, I wonder how many times someone has been in that queue, seen it roll back and said, this is not safe, we're leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if they built this ride today, it would definitely be themed to like a C-list DC character. Um, <laughs> and it wouldn't have all this build up and lead up to it. It would just be like a flat cutout of that character. And that's all the theming that you get. But yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty good. I, yeah. I like when they put those informational things up there. Like, by the way, this is normal. This is how the coaster works. <laughs> Please don't leave. It's safe. <laughs> um, listen, I didn't get to ride top thrill dragster at Cedar point. Same. But, just a I disclaimer mean, up front. I think this personally, having stood outside it, yeah, it was quite cool with the race team and the, um, is it like the the bleachers? Is that the right word? It's quite an American yeah. thing. We, we would just call it a stand. But like that was kind of it, if I remember correctly, for Top Fuel. I feel like this has done a little bit more. Would you agree? I I mean, like I just said, yeah, I haven't done it either. So I can't say for sure how the whole experience gets together. Um, but this one's definitely a little more... I, I appreciate the adventure theme more than the racing theme, but yeah. I don't know. The racing theme might fit better with, you know, you got people watching on the side. King Dakar does not have yeah. a viewing area anymore. We, we are celebrating that an attempt was made and it's, I think this was good. You can't do much with a coaster that fires forward, up, down and back in, right. in terms of theming. And I think they've, they've at least attempted something. <laughs> Sounds harsh. I'm not being sarcastic. I promise I guess onto the ride experience and just, I want to throw it out there up front and you might be the same way. I only got one ride on this. So all my opinions about this ride as, as of right now are based on one ride experience. I didn't get to re-ride. It was broken down later in the day. So I, I tried to ride it, tried to give it a second chance, tried to ride it a second time, did not. And also when I, when I walked in the station and it, it was a station wait, it was dead. Yeah. There was no one there. Um, well, that's, exaggeration there were probably probably about like four or five of the rows were taken up when i walked in the station and we go to stand in front row i'm like why not this we drove all this way for the world's tallest coaster um i want to sit in the front row 
why not? And then the person on the intercom goes, please take an available row. And we go into an available row. And then the, I'm not even joking. Like I'm still bitter about this. The next people who walked in probably five seconds behind us stood in front row and there were empty rows and no one said anything. I was like, what? Wow. Well, I wonder if they have to have a certain amount of riders in because because we had the same situation. I don't know if you had this situation at the end of the ride, but we just sat for ages waiting because the train in front needed a certain amount of riders to leave. That makes sense. But there's no shade. So we were just out there (laughs) for ages. So I wonder, it sounds harsh, but I wonder if you were the last two that then allowed that could have been the coaster to go but that's some harsh luck especially for front row right and this park's like i don't even know i don't know the math off the top of my head like 12 or 14 hours away from me so oh, like, wow it's like come on please yeah anyway have a six so, flags day right i mean i don't i don't want to be a super snobby enthusiast no, or anything i didn't complain have too a, much actually have a bad time at any of the six flags parks personally but there you go But you get in line, you sit down on the the train, you pull the shoulder harness over you. What are you thinking when you get in there? Uh, Matt, I can't explain it. (laughs) I can't explain it. I was was genuinely extremely... I tried to play it cool. I wasn't. In the UK, we have a much, much smaller one that we'll talk about in a minute called Stealth in the Mm -hmm. UK. And that still gets me a little bit nervous every time. I just think that it is a... It's a pretty intense ride type, isn't it? A coaster type. Um, and just knowing that I was going to go up higher than any other coaster on the planet. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's a nerve-wracking way. And if I remember correctly, there isn't a countdown, is there? Uh, you got me there. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think there is. I think it, you you kind of know because I think you hear the is it like the brake fins go down. I guess. Uh, do they have like a an announcement of like head back and all that? They must do, right? Surely for some kind of safety, but I don't remember it. But yeah, what was you feeling? Because I know you've, we're quite different in our coaster tastes at times. Was you um, nervous? So I, like I've said, sorry, I feel like I'm repeating myself every episode at this point, but tall coasters do get to me until I do did Fury 325 and I did it over and over and over. And now I'm, it, it doesn't scare me as much, really. Um, even going 120 odd miles per hour towards it. That's the thing. And I've done Accelerator, which is at Knott's Bray Farm, which is, it's kind of like Stealth where it's, it's the same concept, but a lot smaller. Um, I've done that and I'd like basically got the wind knocked out of me going out that thing. Uh, <laughs> but that was 10 years ago. And so I don't know it. I wasn't too nervous. I was just, I knew what was kind of what to expect. And I don't know. It's just three, two, five, Fury three, two, five kind of ruined me in that way. Yeah. No, I understand that. I think you get used to things, don't you? And that was kind of how I was. I was like, I, I didn't think I would be bothered on the drive to the park. It didn't really affect me. It was, I think, the first time seeing it in person, I was like, uh oh, yep, <laughs> okay, we're nervous here. Yeah, definitely. But as you get up to that launch area and you go racing off at over a hundred miles an hour. Just let's talk about the ride experience. What were your impressions of it? Oh, Matt, I, disappointing, if I'm being honest. I've, I found it incredibly disappointing, which is, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've seen a few people with the same sort of opinion, but I don't know whether I'd worked overworked myself up and it wasn't <laughs> as bad as yeah. I thought it was going to be. But 
I don't know how to explain it, but the the launch. Did, if you'd have told me 128 miles per hour, I I could have sworn that I've been on coasters that are a lot slower than that that felt a lot more forceful. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like I said, we have stealth in the UK, which is like I, I don't know, is it 80 miles per hour? It might be kilometers an hour. Someone's going to correct me, but it's a much shorter launch. It's nowhere near the height, and yet that feels incredibly powerful. Um, and like I said, every time I ride it, I'm gritting my teeth as I'm going down the launch. Like it is very, very fast. And there was something about King the Car that I never felt that true sense of speed. I, I don't know what it is. It has got a bit of a rattle as well. I don't know whether you noticed that, especially okay. towards the end of the launch. It's like, as you get towards the end of it. But yeah, I, I don't know whether you feel the same way, but I never felt like I was doing the speeds that I was apparently doing. I feel like we do have our differences, but I, I feel like sometimes we're too similar. I'm like, we need something to argue about. <laughs> this this is not it because it, it might be the scale of it. And okay, so like I just mentioned, I had done Accelerator at Knott's Berry Farm before. That one is 205 feet and it is 82 miles an hour. So essentially half, it's half of what King Dakar is. But I think the intensity, and again, this is going back 10 years. So if I wrote it, Today, would I still feel the same way? I'm not sure. But the intensity quite literally left me breathless on Accelerator. Like you launch straight out of the station. There's such a short runway. And then you start going up the the top hat. You have no time to gather yourself or anything. On King Taka, the scale of it, it has this enormous long runway. It's probably a pretty fast acceleration, but it felt gradual going from zero miles an hour to over a hundred, you had such a long distance to get to that speed that it didn't, didn't have the punch that I expected. I just like, okay, we eventually got to the top speed and it didn't hurt. (laughs) It didn't take my breath away. Yeah. You're you're right. It's that initial pull away. It's not head slam in the back of the the seat yeah. is it is it is quite a gradual launch and that was something that like i felt with almost like formula also i'd say that i even had a much longer launch because obviously it's, it's got to go even faster and halfway through i was like oh no like this is another one that i'm not feeling the effects and <laughs> then it did genuinely feel like my face was melting by the end of it because it suddenly hit <laughs> another gear whereas i just never felt it on this this ride it's, it's almost like you're thinking this has got to go up 400 and something feet it doesn't feel like it's going fast enough it obviously is yeah i don't know i thought that was going to be a real face melting kind of dry mouth you know if you open your mouth that's it <laughs> right your i thought my eyeballs gone. were gonna like slide out of my head or something but no i was just like okay like driving the park yeah yeah it's i it was i think i don't want to speak on behalf of the whole group because i can't remember everyone's exact reactions but i think we all felt the same i think it was all a little bit like oh you know i think we'd built that up the whole trip it was like the last big one um and i i just don't think it lived i just think all of us came off like yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> which is a shame, isn't it? When you think about the speed and the height that you go at. Right. No, I definitely agree. But the rest of the ride, I I wish I had more to say about it. This is pretty much the the main part of the ride is you, you launch and then you go straight up the top hat. And that does feel odd because you are actually going straight up 90 degrees into the air and it, it feels that felt like it went on forever. And that is, it wasn't intense. It wasn't like thrilling. I, mean, I guess it could have been thrilling. 
Um, but just the concept of seeing so much track in front of you and you're pointed up straight at the sky and knowing that you're completely running off gravity and, and momentum and everything. It's just like, how are we going to make it up here? Yeah, completely great. You are because once you've kind of your brain's process, okay, I'm done with a launch and then you're just pointing upwards. It, it, the true scale of it does become very clear because like you say, you're just climbing and climbing and climbing. And yeah. when you kind of crest the top of the top hat, I give this ride quite a bit of criticism, but that's a pretty cool moment because you do suddenly just breathe for a second and say, wow, I'm, I'm at the top of the tallest roller coaster in the world right now. Right. And it, and it is. It, and I'm quite scared of heights, as I've made it clear. That is a moment where you're like, oh my, we are 456 or 400, I think it was 56, wasn't it? Feet yeah, yeah. In the sky, everyone looks very small down there. <laughs> Do you agree with me? That, I know we've got to talk about the rest of the ride, but the launch is almost the worst bit. I'm going to be honest. The rest of it I found quite cool. Yes, it's not much to it, but... Right, right, right. No, yeah, and it, and you get up there and you're, you're crawling over it so slowly. You've lost all your momentum by the time you get up there. You launched at the perfect speed, just enough to get over that that hill and it really you you kind of lag up there and you almost wonder are, are we going to roll back are we actually yeah. going to make it over this and you get just enough time to to look around you and and really take it in like almost like life is playing in slow motion right in that moment yeah it's, it's i've only done two of those kind of ride types but i do actually quite enjoy that they they don't kind of program it so that you just go hurting over the top hat <laughs> right. because not just for my own sanity but i think it is nice because you, you're kind of like in this crazy moment of launch. You're in this crazy vertical, practically upward motion. And you do get that little moment of breathe. Ah, look, yeah. nice views. Nice. And then it's, yeah, we're going down again. <laughs> For me, the rest of the ride is a blur. Obviously, there's not too much left of the ride. It's just you go down, there's a little bit of a hill, and then you slam on the brakes. Um, but to me, it was it was a blur. I can't really describe what I was feeling because as we were going on, there was a guy in front of me, the guy directly in front of me, this dude's wearing a giant gold chain oh, on the no. ride. I'm like, I see it. And normally I wouldn't think twice about a guy wearing a gold chain, but we're getting on the world's tallest coaster and he's wearing a gold chain that like, it wasn't a choker. Like it's down to his, his torso area. So I'm like, that's going to fit straight off over his head and we're done for. And oh. lo and behold, we're going down the hill and we're spiraling down the the barrel roll straight down to the ground and a gold chain goes flying by my head. <laughs> oh no. I, like I was just so distracted at that moment. So I, I didn't get like a, I don't know. I, maybe that's part of the thrill of King to Cods that something's going to poke your eye out on the way down. That's oh, no, you don't want that. You don't want that. Um, I found, uh, I know you've just said it's a blur and perhaps you don't remember, but I almost found like the drop was fun, but it was like almost felt like you were down very quickly. And I don't know whether that's just kind of the way these coaster types are, where it's like you actually realize if that was a lift hill and you dropped that final drop length yeah, yeah. of King the Kite, it'd probably be one of the most insane drops in the world. But somehow, because you've gone at that speed, because you've gone up all the way up there hurtling upwards, the downwards bit kind of felt like a nice gentle drop down down to earth again. It's like, no, any other normal coaster, that drop would be huge. And yet I almost just shrugged it off. Like, okay, I'm down. That's it. <laughs> it's bizarre. It's it's a total free fall and you're, and you're going down. It's not a standard drop where it kind of rolls over the edge and yeah. you just kind of go down. 
with like a curve and everything, you actually go down through a barrel roll 90 degrees straight down. So there's kind of this weird sensation, like almost will mess with you thinking like as if you're just accelerating parallel to the ground, but you're you're not parallel to the ground. You're facing the ground. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's when you kind of watch POVs or when you when we're talking about it like we are now, it sounds like it should be the craziest experience ever, right? Because like you just said, you're just facing the ground, you're doing a roll, you're traveling probably at a very, very high speed. And yet something just I don't know, it just doesn't hit really. It's a strange one because it should be one of the most crazy experiences on the planet. Yeah. Um uh, that's that pretty much sums up everything. It just it's all stats and I mean, it, it is, I would love to do it again. I really want to give it a second chance. I think there are some things about it that are worth the trip up there. Probably worth waiting in line for it and everything. Um, it's, it's cool that they went out and did this. I don't even know how you build a 456 foot tall coaster. Like, how, do they have a really tall ladder? Like guy up there just screwing a bolt in. How, how do you even get that high in the air to build this? It's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, completely agree. It's like it's a good park, and it's just a coaster in the park. It, it's it just is. like you say. It, it's it's got the stats. It's got that kind of if you're looking like enthusiast or in families, you go, "Well, let's go here." It's got the tallest, was right. the fastest, but now the tallest roller coaster in the world. It's a headline puller, but it's it's not. I'm not sitting here saying it's, it's it. You know, I'll tear it down. Doesn't deserve to be there. No, I'd, I'd ride it every time I visited if I had the chance. It's, yeah, I just think in your brain it's like. This was the fastest. It is the tallest. It's 128. I think I expected it to just I come off of it. Didn't expect it to be my favourite in the world, but I don't know what it is. It was just kind of like, yeah, cool. I now see it as another coaster in the park rather than the headline attraction as such. It definitely is. Because this is the kind of ride that just because of the stats, every clickbait article on the in the world will be like the top 10 scariest coasters in the world. And this is probably up there in the top one, two, three of all of those lists, I can almost guarantee it. Yeah. And then when you get to Six Flags, it's probably like the fifth best coaster there. And yet it was kind of scary, like you were saying. But other than that, it's it it is what it is. Yeah, I think. Listen, how old did did we say this coaster was now? Was it 2005? Five. Yeah. yeah. So and parks are still building coasters to grab headlines today. Like it's still happening. We're getting more and more extreme. I think we discussed this on this on the podcast before, but it's getting more and more extreme. Oh, it's the only stand up with a loop in North America or <laughs> in Florida. Or it's still very important to marketing to do it. Um, and I think this one, when you say the tallest, and like we've said earlier, it does stand out like that, that pathway leading up. I was someone has ridden a lot of roller coasters was still very nervous. It's still, I think for a lot of, you know, let's say it, families coming in, it still gets like that, the adrenaline going and, you know, yeah. the coaster may not live up to what we as enthusiasts, or I'm not speaking on behalf of all of us, but might have thought, but it has definitely got a place. And I reckon it's still to this day, a, one of the, the, or the biggest pull in the park without doubt. Yeah, I mean, this is probably one of the most well-known coasters. So, I and I, I just thought of something too. Like, imagine being a kid and working your way up to the coasters and being able to say you did the tallest coaster. I'm sure there are so many countless stories out there of kids who were working their way up to this one and they finally conquered their fear and they conquered it with King Daka. And like, where do you go from there? So there's yeah. that going for it too. Absolutely. And, and that's something that, you know, I know we've joked about it, but it's like Formula Rossa, absolutely not my favorite coaster in the world, but 
I still go around saying, well, I've ridden the tallest coast, uh, tallest and fast. <laughs> it is, it, it serves its purpose. Absolutely. Have you done Red Force? No, I haven't. I plan to get over there at some point this summer, um, but I'm intrigued to see how that rides. I really am. Because I hear mixed reviews. Some people love it. Some people don't. That doesn't sound like the coaster community, does it? <laughs> <laughs> what am I talking about? They're always in agreement. <laughs> King Ka also is the the structure of the giant top hat is also home to the what I believe is the tallest drop tower in the world drop of doom I'm not even gonna try to pronounce the full name I haven't said it out loud I'm not gonna I was about to try no I can't anyway it's <laughs> the drop tower is just about as tall as King Ka so I don't know if it quite gets up to 400 feet it probably does um, I think it does oh you know all about this you wrote this right yeah yeah i did oh, oh. <laughs> yeah fantastic how do you like it yeah i loved it i absolutely <laughs> loved it like being up there you know you know how i love these ride types so um you know i once i done king the car i just walked on it with no yeah um, <laughs> skipped over there yeah. little pep in your step and everything <laughs> no i watched james <laughs> um, he was the only one i believe so I don't think I don't think anyone else did it, and I'm very proud of him because I think I think even he looked at it, and he'll, t- he'll probably tell me I'm talking rubbish here. I think he even looked at it, and thought, but he went on it. Um, I don't think you can see much of it from from the land. I think it's quite tucked away. It is, yeah. So we couldn't really tell whether he'd been on it or what when he, you know. <laughs> I don't mean that as in he didn't do it. He hung himself <laughs> yeah. with it. I just meant we didn't see him until he yeah, got yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been he a just- good, good lie, wouldn't it? He just walked around the queue through the exit. Right. <laughs> That was great, guys. He um, like messed up his hair a little bit. <laughs> Woo! Well, he's putting his glasses back on. <laughs> like, wowie. <laughs> you guys, you should have done that. <laughs> um, so, n- not for me, Matt. I, did you do it again? I can't remember. Yeah, I, I did this you one. Did I'm, yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm not quite like you where I kind of refuse to do them, but I do not like drop towers. I really don't. Um, like... I have this thing like on uh, Doctor Doom or something. I will just completely bear hug the the restraint system. I don't hold on with two hands like I'm supposed to. I like I have my arms fully wrapped around it like I'm giving it a hug, and then I put my hands on it. And that's what I was doing on this one. First off, and I know there's no other way to do this unless I had like a moving walkway or something, just because of the nature of where the actual structure is located. This was a long line. This might be the longest walk to any attraction out there. I, I don't know. This was insane. But getting up there, I, I don't know. It, it it was tall. It was shaky because <laughs> it just felt, it didn't feel like the most secure ride in the world. And you oh kind of God. free fall for a little bit and that's it. It it was it was terrifying. Yeah, I'll, I was just saying that heights don't really get to me anymore. When I say that, I mean strictly roller coasters. Any other type of ride, if it's tall, ugh, they oh, get to me. Just listening to that, just I think my palms just got sweaty. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> trying to over dramatize it because I think number one, the long pathway, nope, because you're just getting in my head even more. Um, but it does it even get up there fast. Does it does it climb up there quickly? Does it? Oh, I don't. Matt, Matt. <laughs> I don't remember. But that moment when you're sitting up there waiting oh. for it to release, I hate those moments. Oh, I bet it's all windy up there and everything, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> I just I, I would love to be able to like them. I really would. Um, but I just 
yeah, it's just my it's my worst nightmare. It's sitting there, your legs dangling, staring at the floor, and you're 400 feet. No, sorry, Matt. I'm proud of you. I'm proud mm. of James. I am. I sometimes regret I don't do some rides. That one, not an ounce of regret. <laughs> Uh, and I do kind of this like every time and it's not on purpose. It's just like total. Just my gut reaction is I, I clench up. I'm, I'm flexing. Like if I were actually a strong human being, I would probably bend the restraint <laughs> system. I am like <laughs> gripping it and flexing and hugging it as tight as I can. We release, we drop and probably about halfway down the drop. Every time once I, my stomach is doing its thing and I, I get the sense I get overwhelmed and I just ah, scream out loud, (laughs) but I'll clench it, like hold it all in until about halfway down or like right when we hit the brakes or something, it doesn't hit me till a little bit later. There's a delay. Yeah. Those, those ride types are incredibly good at kind of creating that tension, aren't they? Did you find, okay. So did you find that more of a thrill than King the car? Uh, More of a thrill because I probably needed to take like, um, some medicine for heart disease or something. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Like my heart was pounding out of my chest and it was probably pumping a little too hard. Yeah. So th- by thrill. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I would like to try King to car before I would want to try that one again. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like there are that, that right type drop towers. I've always found the ones that I have gone on. They're never as bad in terms of the drop as you think in your head. But that's what they do, right? They're like psychological. Like, yeah. you're going to be up high. <laughs> you're going to be up very, very high. And we're just going to hold you here until. <laughs> no, um, I, I think they've managed to get, because didn't they have a problem with Kingda that they couldn't ride run both at the same time? I think they fixed that now, haven't they? Yeah. Um, when I was on King Dakar, the, the drop tower was going. But when I was on the drop tower, King Dakar did not run. So yeah. I got a clean, smooth run through on on the drop tower. That's a terrible idea at first. <laughs> like, terrible. Leave oh, it to Yeah, we can't run both at the same time. What? This is your headline attraction. Come on now. Yeah, and you got to stagger them out and make everyone wait longer. Yeah, it was um, Do you have any, like, closing thoughts on, on these attractions here? No. It was a disappointment overall, but like I said, it's that doesn't necessarily mean it shouldn't be there. It's my closing statement. <laughs> Ditto. I, I guess really... What it comes down to for me is I want to try it again. I really yeah. do. I really do. I was so bummed when it was closed. So I think bummed. that's fair. I think, I'm sure we only had one ride as well. Um, mm. I would, I, like I said, I'd ride it every time I visited. So it, I'm not sitting here saying it's t- bad or terrible. Just, yeah, just didn't quite hit it. I did not put this in the notes. I am surprising you with this one. I have a really short segment here. Have you, Do you know what like a blind ranking is? I want you to rank. I have five coasters here, and I want you to rank them one to five without knowing which one is next. Are you good with that? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no. do, this said, it says in our notes, bad reviews. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll get on to bad reviews in a second. In oh, a second. No. Okay, let's do it. So these are all the coasters that I'm about to list off to you. Um, they're all in the top 10. So these are some of the tallest coasters in the world. And once you put a coaster into a slot, one through five, it's locked in there. You can't move it. All right. So the first one is Orion. Where would you rank that? Four. Four. <laughs> okay. You're leaving room, I see. <laughs> all right. Next one is I-305. Two. Two. Yeah. Leaving room again. Okay. Yeah. Next one, we have King Dakar. Oh, five. Five. Okay. That's... 
that's pretty easy there. Yeah. Millennium Force. Oh, where did I put I3? I'd have to put it at... Th- oh, I loved Millennium Force, but three. Three. And the last one oh. is Fury 325. <laughs> yes, I thought we might have been. <laughs> that actually worked out really well, because that is probably where I'd rank them, yeah. Okay, it's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I was I put that in a very specific order that either I was gonna hate you for the rest of my life and <laughs> against something that you had absolutely no control over, or now I can hold this over your head that Bobby said that Fury three two five is the number one coaster in this context. Matt, when you told me the rules of the game, and you said tall coasters, you really thought I didn't think Fury three two five was coming <laughs> at some point. I know you. I knew that was coming, so I always kept number one close. <laughs> because when you said I three hundred five, I was like, mm, could be number one. But I know Matt is going to have Fury in here, and I would have that. I think. Oh wait, I did my coaster rankings like two days ago. Please tell me I didn't rank I three hundred five. I don't know. It. I don't. I know you had Fury like toward the top, and I'm like, okay, because James has it at like sixteen or something. I'm like, dude, I, I know. Everyone has their opinions. That's fine. That's fine. We all we all have different experiences. That's fine. That's how it goes. I'm just checking one second because I don't want to make <laughs> okay. a fool of myself. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have i three or five in my top ten, so I'm good. Oh, <laughs> I'm good. That should probably go in. Anyway, that's for explain yourself. I'm a fraud. Okay, we'll get to into rankings a little bit later, but for now, we've got some bad reviews. You ready for them? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, so these bad reviews are all about King Daka, of course, all from Google, and these are all uh, one-star reviews. Um, I will say up front, there were a lot of other bad reviews about the ride breaking down. There were a lot of bad reviews about it was trying to copy Top Thrill Dragster. That was pretty much a common theme in some of the other reviews, but I uh, handpicked some other reviews here. So here we go. The first one is from a user, I don't know how to pronounce their name, it's Sieda? Sieda? Alright, um, sorry if you're listening to this, or if that's your name, (laughs) also. (laughs) Or if that's the name of a beloved relative or anything like that, I don't mean any offense. Alright, this person said, I am biased because I lost my phone in my zipper pocket while on King Kong. But it wasn't that bad. Never ever bring anything you value on here because your zipper will open while you spiral downward and your phone will fall out. I might change my review to four stars if Six Flags can find my phone. Please, thank you. Uh, Well, first off, your zip didn't come open, did it? You didn't have a zip. It was in your pocket and it came out. (laughs) Let's be real. There are lockers next door. So I don't have any sympathy, I'm afraid. And quite frankly four stars would have, would have been too nice so i kind of agreed <laughs> with you there i agreed with your review but not the reasons why i know they must have had a little leprechaun unzip their pocket or something yeah but they called it king kong i'm like Come I, on. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear this isn't universal what are you doing yeah all right we've got sprugly um Sprugely? i don't know this person said while i was on it a sniper shot one of the screws the whole thing collapsed my family died <laughs> while i was watched in horror <laughs> This fam- this ride gave me PTSD. I give it one star. Oh, you think that happened? I didn't see that one in the news. Well, if they did, they kept it quiet. Um, <laughs> something tells me you, you might have... Well, I was going to say dreamt it, but you might have had a nightmare. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, you're being a bit dramatic there, I think. I guess I'm... <laughs> 
what is that? Been taught down. Right. Like, I, I want to know the person who took some time out of their day <laughs> to go to Google reviews, find King Daka, and make up a story of why out of all the things. <laughs> I got an idea. <laughs> right. I'm bored. You know what? All right. So some of this, uh, these other ones are uh, the same kind of deal going on. So the next one is Crow. It's by a person named Crow or a username Crow. Um, this is in all caps, a lot of exclamation points, so you know they're serious. Unsafe. My seat went undone and I fell at the top. I survived the fall. Also, this is too scary. And then they've got nine angry face emojis and eight, like the awkward gritting their teeth kind of emoji. And yeah. So there's a lot of people with no time, uh, too much time on their hands making up stories. Wait, okay, hold on. People with too much time on their hands, like two dudes in their 30s talking about roller coasters on a podcast. You make a good point. You make a good point. Um, okay. <laughs> yep, that's that's me um, embarrassed, humbled. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm, I'm lumped into this. I'm right here with you. But it's true, actually. I'm like, sometimes I'm sitting there editing away and I'm like, this is funny, isn't it? <laughs> here I am. Here I am. Filming myself going around saying, oh, this ride had a kooker arm. And I'm like, I wonder if my colleagues will ever watch this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which which ride had a kooker arm? That's a little spoiler for... Is oh, that was it that? Oh, yeah, I haven't watched it, watched it yet. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Right. Is this the fourth plug? <laughs> yes, please watch my latest plug. It's um, it's uh, Warner Brothers. So, yes, please World, watch yeah. Warner Brothers World. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I'm sorry. It's I watched, watched the first five minutes of it and I was going to come back <laughs> to it, but I never it. did. <laughs> no, Boring. <that's... laughs> okay. No. The next one, we got three more. I, I guess I'll just rapid fire them. Um, the names are, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce this first one. Um, the initials are HT. The next one's going to be by Garrett. And the next one's going to be by Joey. All right. We've got first one is it's hazardous. Second one, I lost my underwear. And the third one, too much coaster, not enough roller. Wow. I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I lost my underwear. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, the, the launch isn't forceful enough for that. Ooh, he said right, it. He said it. Um, dramatic, I think. You know, too really, much coaster. I know too much coaster. I mean, there's a lot of coaster. It goes up very high. That's a lot of coaster. I guess maybe it was broken down so they didn't get enough roller. But there was a lot of coaster. <laughs> Going back to our conversation about too much time on our hands. <laughs> I mean, at least. Saying you lost your underwear, that's not an elaborate story about a sniper shot one of the screws and the whole thing collapsed, but, you know, it's kind of surface level. Props to them. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Probably gone through some training. All right, we've got some factor cap, do we? We do, we do. And I've got to say, Matt, I, you are so good at factor cap because <laughs> I struggle with this every week. But are you ready? It's hard when you got a coaster. Like, there's, there's, there's not, much not to too it. much. Yeah, you, you got to kind of get around all that okay so factor cap real quick i'll explain the rules for anyone who's new here welcome appreciate you love you so this is factor cap so basically bobby is going to tell me a statement and i have to tell him whether or not it is true or false or in this case we call it factor cap or as i like to call it a true c or an oopsie <laughs> oh, no. i don't want to do it anymore <laughs> <laughs> let's go okay first one King Dakar is deemed as a mythical tiger and is named after the 500-pound golden tabby Bengal tiger that lives in a pen next to the ride. Fact or cap? Fact. I, uh, mm. 
it's quite if there was time. one sentence I read on the Wikipedia page, it was uh, that sentence. What have I told you? I mean, no, this what? wasn't a very difficult one, I must admit. But what <laughs> have I told you about reading the Wikipedia page? I'm sorry. It was, uh, I, I tried not to read it. And I read it and then I closed it out of the tab. And that, that was it. Uh, sorry. Well, I actually think that tiger may have passed away since then. And I think they've got another tiger that they've also called the same name but still <laughs> it's a really, really pulling a shampoo on us really poor morbid ending to that but yeah r.i.p um, king dakar king dakar the first yeah it's like the simpsons with their their cat they just keep getting new cats yeah. with the same name is it snowball yeah yeah <laughs> i don't remember seeing a tiger was i just not awake that day it so like i was saying there was that little um adventure pathway in between but like when i said there were animals out i remember like snakes and birds and stuff like that i don't remember a tiger either i don't know it might not even be there anymore it could be in the uh listen i was not having no idea what we're talking about (laughs) but there's a whole (laughs) safari section of this park as well um so it could be something to do with that or we just did not see it i don't know who knows we need to go back yeah let's do it okay number two golden kingdom where King Dakar is located, was originally supposed to be rethemed to a DC expansion of the park, with that corner being dedicated to the DC supervillains. King Dakar, as we now know it, would have been themed to the Joker. These plans went as far as already having the, the coaster being painted green before the park changed its mind and rethemed after struggling to relocate its resident tigers. But the coaster eventually made its way to the park. Fact or cap? That's cap. <laughs> so cap. It's the cappiest of caps I've ever capped, I think. I was quite pleased with that one. No, that that was a good one, but I, I know that that land opened before King Ka opened, I'm pretty sure. So That's why I said rethemed, Matt. Oh, I see. I see. What? <laughs> Do you want to know something? Because uh-huh. you actually said it earlier. You said Golden Kingdom was already there. And so I quickly, while she were talking, typed rethemed to my factor. <laughs> Because my research didn't go far enough. You modified it. I thought that was quite a good one. Because no, that was good. It's DC, it was green, so that's why I added that little line in. Not quite Joker green, but it's green. And they um, eventually got a Joker coaster, so... Yeah, I mean, who cares about that? I didn't ride that thing that's there now, but... Man, how many did you not ride? I don't, I've done one free spin, Matt, and I vowed never to do one again, so... <laughs> That one was terrible in your defense, so... Yeah. Yeah, I didn't hear good reviews. Um, so you're right, two for two. Let's okay. go. I feel like I'm cheating somehow. Here we go. King Dakar was struck by lightning in early May 2009. The lightning strike caused the ride to become so unreliable that the ride had to be closed for around two months to complete the necessary repairs. Fact or cap? I think this one is fact. I think it did get struck by lightning and everything that followed after sounds like something that they should do if it were to get struck by lightning. So, fact. You are, in fact, correct. Um, It was struck by lightning. And I think, actually, from what I read, this was kind of from a blog, but the ride did actually just open back up. But I think they were having extreme problems with it for like a month. So that's when they decided to close it down. My timelines might be slightly off, but yeah, it took around two months, I think, to get it back to work in order. I mean, something 456 feet is probably going to get struck by lightning once or twice, isn't it? <laughs> I know. So well done, three for three. <laughs> you seem so bitter about this. <laughs> Mr. Wikipedia, I need to find some other sources. <laughs> there are none. <laughs> okay, number four. 
When the ride first opened, there was ride audio at the very top of the top hat. The sound was from a roaring tiger right before you began your 400 plus foot descent back down. This was removed shortly after opening due to noise complaints. Fact or cap? That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. But uh, Skull Mountain... They didn't even bother to theme the inside of the mountain. Why would Six Flags bother to put a speaker at the top of this ride and put some sound effects in it? So that's Cap. That's an oopsie. Four for four. Well done. It is Cap. They did, however, I kind of twisted this a little bit. They used to have a horn, apparently, at the start of the ride to warn people that the launch was coming. And that genuinely did get removed because of noise complaints. Oh, okay, okay. That's why I asked earlier. I was like, it doesn't really like give you a countdown. Oh, <laughs> I see. I you was knew. planting the seed. Um, so yeah, no roaring tiger at, at the top. Last one. Are you ready to make... Are you going to do a full sweep I, here? I know. I've, I'm super nervous about this one. Let's I go. Think, okay. King Dakar's original queue line used to actually go under the launch tank, offering incredible and loud views of the coaster train hurtling down the track. Because the pathway crossed under the launch, a special walkway with shielding was built to keep guests safe in the event of a snapped cable. The elaborate queue was very short-lived after the ride experienced a major malfunction which damaged the launch and brake system as well as one of the trains. After this incident, it was decided that this part of the queue would no longer be used. Fact or cap? I'm, I'm sitting here thinking because I don't know if the whole thing is a fact or not or if you put some of the other things in there like they damaged a train and stuff like that but i'm pretty sure there's a part of the queue that's not used and the part that is currently the queue is the extended queue technically as far as from opening goes i'm just gonna say fact that it was all true fact yes oh gosh clean sweep this is why i'm not very good at this that's that's the reason i'm using anyway (laughs) uh (laughs) No. Here's where I admit Rocks. I watched El Toro Ryan's video on this. Well, that was a week ago. I should have yeah. forgotten it all by now. It is it is genuine. I'm nowhere near as good as this as you are, but it is quite a hard ride to kind of make up because it's like I can't lie about a piece of theming. I can't find something um, right. unusual. But yeah, I mean, again, I've I kind of read this from a couple of blogs, but it, it we have this exact kind of cue with stealth at Thought Park where it does go under the track, which is really quite cool um, because it hurtles over your head. Um, But apparently, yeah, they had a bit of a malfunction which damaged a lot of the ride and they were like, nope, we're rerouting that queue so that people don't go near it. I mean, yeah, good for them. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, you you don't take that risk, do you? you, If you have a warning like that, at least they've heeded to it and (laughs) changed it. But yeah, that was um, would have been cool to be under it, I guess. Well done. Five for five. No, good for you. Those were those were good. Had I not watched El Toro Ryan's video, which is a great video, everyone. Like, I really do love his videos. Anyway, we got our top 10 here. Are you ready to, to rank this coaster? I am. So for those following along, out of all the attractions we've talked about in previous episodes, we are ranking them in our top 10. This is the moment where we argue. We get to argue with each other politely. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> Very sheepishly arguing with each other. (laughs) Nothing but very polite to each other. (laughs) So, so far we have discussed seven different attractions um, in order, starting at number one. They are The Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man at Islands of Adventure, Dinosaur at Animal Kingdom, Magnum XL200 at Cedar Point, 
Number four is Orion at King's Island. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure at Walt Disney Studios Park and Epcot. Number six is The Raven. And number seven is Skull Mountain at Six Flags Great Adventure. We're getting so close now to bumping something off the top 10. I wonder what that's going to be. I know. We're going to be so disappointed when Skull Mountain just gets nudged out of there. Um, I'm actually, I'm, I mean, I'm at odds with myself here. What are you thinking? This is so easy for me. Um, Can I guess? Sure. I think you're going to put it in at five. No. Oh. That's way too high. So oh, putting it at five would nudge, of it. Putting it at five would nudge Remy down, would put nudge the Raven down, and I don't care about Skull Mountain could hurl off a cliff if it needs to. I don't care. <laughs> say how you feel, Matt. What is, just, get off that fence and tell us how you feel. <laughs> just like the earth opens up, giant crater, and just... <laughs> Down into the earth, into the lava and everything. Well, I'm going to wind you up when we get to 10 and vote Skull Mountain stays. <laughs> or, we just, or we spin the wheel and it's going to be something worse than Skull Mountain for our 10th episode or 11th episode. <laughs> All right. What are you thinking? Okay. So I'm going to do that thing again if they're in front of you. So if Raven's in front of you and King the Car's in front of you, you'll, you'd pick the Raven, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. So, I don't know. Nice wooden coaster. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, st- oh, I don't know though because it's like I, I kind of spent this time criticizing King Dakar, but it's still no. You're probably right. Thinking about it, I think you're probably right. I think it has to go in at seven. At, at seven, so this puts it right under the Raven, right above Skull Mountain. I think so. I don't think there's enough there for King to thinking about it. There's not no. enough of it. It wasn't. It, I've just spent an hour or so criticizing it, and I love the Raven. So yeah. I think seven. I think so too. Okay, awesome. Yeah, because especially since a lot, I still want to try Top Thrill Dragster or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, uh, just the second iteration of it, whenever that's going to open. However, it looks whenever it opens, I still want to try it. And I would rather try Top Thrill Dragster than give King to Call a second chance. So yeah, I'd- do you know what? I'm 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 regretting my Remy at five now. Our Remy at five. Did we? <laughs> Did I push too hard for that to be that high? Uh, I think uh, it's fine, because if you think of the Epcot version, I know y- you have a lot of experience writing the one in Paris, which is apparently broken down. Not broken down, but just not everything's operating at full level. Yeah. Everything. I, I don't know. It's it's fine. We're fine. We're fine. Okay. Um, yeah, seven or six would have done for King to Car. I think we were much more glowing about the Raven when we spoke about it. How about this though? The uh, the bottom two coasters right now are both Six Flags Great Adventure coasters. Which is, so. That's quite sad because I did enjoy that park. I know there are much better coasters at this park, and yeah. I'm there are a couple coasters where I'm very curious what you thought of them because I had some opinions about some of those coasters, and we'll yeah. get to that, I guess. Look out! Next time we're going to talk, we're going to be talking about Poseidon's Fury at Islands of Adventure, which. I, I don't even want to say it out loud. I have not accepted it yet. I know. I understand. I've I've, I've been reading your tweets and <laughs> I think I even reached out to you at one point to see to see if everything was all right. Um, and I didn't mean my slightly harsh tweet. I didn't see it until you said something about I know. it. <laughs> I felt really bad. Um, so we'll pull one out next week for Poseidon's. Okay. Yeah, no, no, don't say next week. We'll put one out next time we speak. Oh, yeah, sorry, next episode is what <laughs> Yeah, that'll, that'll be a big one. All right, anyway, we're going <laughs> to... 
I'm all knocked over. You can't get in your, in your feels yet. Save it up for the next episode because it's, it's going to get emotional for you, I think. I'm, I, I'm not articulate enough to get through this. So just a little bit of housekeeping. We do have a Twitter account, which I tweeted <laughs> from it like one time. Um, and I don't even know if Bobby's ever logged into it, but we do have a Twitter account. If you want to follow us, it's at Matt and Bobby. So all spelled out at Matt and Bobby. That's our Twitter account. So if you want to check up with us for our next episodes, um, we'll be sharing it there. There was something that happened on there that Bobby won some sort of poll or something out of 20 people who voted i don't know i i bought all these bots and they apparently they didn't work i spent like 300 dollars on these bots so that i would win our little poll i'm just glad that all my burners worked i still had the logins um but good game ggs oh uh, yeah a little, little handshake here but bobby as apart from our twitter account where we've tweeted from like three times ever <laughs> Um, where can people find you online where, you, where you're actually active? You can find me on Twitter as at the Bobby Healy, and you can find me on YouTube, shameless plug number like 12 of this episode. Um, <laughs> again, the Bobby Healy. I think it might just be Bobby Healy. But yeah, you can find me there. Check those out. Wonderful videos. Um, watch the entire video. Don't just watch the first five minutes and forget about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ah, dang it. Wouldn't be doing um, that if it was a Fury episode, would you, Matt? You know, I, yeah, we're not even going to get into that. <laughs> you didn't even film. I know. I know. I'm sorry. It's No, you enjoyed your trip. But that's what's most important. But if you want to keep up with me online, um, I also have a YouTube channel called Storybook Amusement. And I spend about 90% of my day when I'm awake on Twitter. You can find me at Storybook Amuse and on Instagram at Storybook Amusement, where I share some really bad iPhone pictures with bad lighting and everything. And that's that's about my extent online. So go ahead and check that out if you feel so inclined. Did I sell them, you think? You think I they're going to so. come running in? Oh, the, this, you're going to notice some traction after that, I tell you. <laughs> but I will say, please go and watch the latest video on Storybook Amusement Channel. Matt, you got me in my feels, and I don't. <laughs> I don't have the connection to that because I'm. If I saw it, I saw it once, mm-hmm. and it was so brilliantly put together. Some incredibly talented people. Um, go and watch it. Honestly, it's fantastic. Like, there's part of me is just like this. It's quite like sometimes YouTube gets a bit of bad rep for I don't know people blaming vloggers and blaming this and blaming that and then i'm just like look at sometimes you watch something you're like how is this on youtube this is so good this is like watching a tv show like this is incredible and you should be proud i appreciate that all i can't take too much credit so what bobby is talking about is pandemonium cartoon circus that was the show that was in islands of adventure for only nine months um i had a collaborator jw cartoonist who reached out to me and he got together over 20 artists i think the final number is 26 different artists to contribute all these different pieces and recreate the show as an illustrated form this also this project also doubled as the release of the soundtrack as far as i know that's the first time the soundtrack is full soundtrack has been released online so hearing all that music seeing the sights and the all the detail and effort everyone put into it i really can't take credit i just edited the video and then i uh arranged a song for the end so that's that's all i did but yeah it was i was getting emotional editing it i've watched it a good like 20 times editing it and everything and oh i i was 
I like I was in my room with the lights off, just like weeping, not weeping, but <laughs> I was I was getting into it. Yeah, and you, everyone should be proud. But it's a good like like I said, it's a, a passion of yours, and I, I think it's amazing. So if you haven't watched it, head on over to Storybook Amusement because it's amazing. I appreciate that. Well, we'll uh, we'll wrap this up here, and thank you everyone so much for listening. As always, thanks for your feedback, your kind words, um, and with that, I say goodbye, friend. Um, what was that for? Oh, dang it! I didn't deliver it. All right, let me <clears throat> let me let me deliver it. Get a sip of water here. <clears throat> I don't even know if I can do this. Goodbye, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Friend, friend. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> friend, friend, friend. <laughs> Why do I bother eating? Um, yes. <laughs> Love you all. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Thanks, everyone. Guess that wraps things up. You guys did all right. But don't give up your day job. Say cheese. See you later.